Welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast, and I am your host, Matt Ward. I'm so happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in for uh, this special episode with our guest, Aaron O'Leary. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but before I do that, I want to remind you that I've got two books out there. One is More Word of Mouth Referrals, Lifelong Customers, and Raving Fans. You can find that link in the show notes or in the description on YouTube, and also Released in 2021 is The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy, endorsed by small business influencer Ramon Ray and Mike Michalowicz. And that book really does help people gain more money, uh, more time, and more freedom in their business and personal lives. So I hope that you'll check out those books and, and, and see my life's work. I think that they're buried in those books. And I, I'm really excited to bring to you a special guest today. Erin O'Leary is with um, Bay State Business brokers and she's a business broker what she does is help people buy and sell a business we're going to talk a little bit about that but really more about her journey in her business and and that's what we'd like to talk about on the mass business podcast is really our guests journey into business and what are the things that they did where did they come from how did they modify and change things throughout the process to get to where they are today so that you can understand what you can do in your business to take it to the next level are you ready Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today. You never know where your next referral will come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, caught me singing. Hey, Aaron O'Leary. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm so happy to have you. You know, we met through networking. I was really excited to meet you. We hit it off great. And I, 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 it's always fun to meet business workers because I love the stories that they can tell about how they help small businesses. There are probably some people on this call or, or listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube that don't exactly know what a business broker is. So just take 30 seconds to a minute. Tell them who you are, what you do, and what a business broker does. Absolutely. So my name is Erin O'Leary and um, a business broker is in, in, you know, very simplistic terms, the person that helps you monetize your life's work. As you said, you know, that your, your um, books, you know, are a compilation of your life's work. Oftentimes a business owner's life's work is in their business it is everything that they've put together and I help them monetize that investment and help them to transition into their next adventure. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, transitioning is key. Not everybody is built to run a business forever. Some people are going to sell a business. I've sold two, one after 16 years and one after 11 months. So I've been on you know, both sides. I've also bought smaller businesses to fold into the, the web design company that I had over the years. Um, so I understand the value of business broker. And I think that a lot of people need to understand that a business broker for a business is often like a realtor or a real estate broker for their home. They get more value and they learn the things that they don't really know about exiting. 
While we could do a full podcast on business broker by buying and selling businesses, and I would love to do that. That's not what this podcast is about. It's definitely about sharing the journey so that people can take tidbits away and nuggets. So let's go back to the early stages of business ownership. Why did you start a business? So my primary interest in becoming self-employed, first of all, I I, um, I'm originally from Boston. I moved from Boston and went to Penn State as an undergrad, which um, the area surrounding Penn State is beautiful, um, but it's much smaller. And um, I wasn't really, I guess, prepared for that smaller ecosystem. So when I decided that I was going to stay there, I knew that the only way I was going to be satisfied both intellectually as well as like professionally, I needed to build and grow a number of businesses that would all kind of be bolted together into one little, you know, empire, business empire, if you will. And that's what I set out to do. Um, So my primary concern, though, was that I wanted to be able to maintain my own calendar, have flexibility to raise my own kids and to be present with them as I was doing it. So yeah, that's how we all kind of started on that journey. So time management in a small business is key. And you just mentioned something very important is one of the reasons why you started the business is to spend time with your kids. Um, I I don't have kids, so I don't really know what that draw or pull is, but there are a lot of people listening or watching to this podcast episode right now that have that same goal. Yeah. What are some things that you put in place to ensure that that was important and that you didn't break that promise to yourself? So um, so as you and I have spoken before, I'm a voracious reader. I love, you know, um, kind of leveraging other people's experiences in the format of a book and, and trying to integrate those ideas into my everyday life. And one of the crucial books that I read at the time that helped me um, maintain control over my priorities and over my calendar was a John Maxwell book, which was called Making Today Count. It's like one of those like really little books, um, not a lot of pages. You know, it's not going to take you like a year to read, but it definitely um, helped you align your purpose with your calendar. And every time you put something on your calendar and you give it priority, is it in alignment with what your overall purpose is and how do you, you know, kind of right fit your calendar to reflect what you want in the, in life, as well as what you need to do in business and, and kind of help balance all of those things. You know, work-life balance, it's, it's an interesting concept, right? Uh, because in, in the high five effect, I talk about how the business has a stranglehold. On, on business owners early on. And we often don't get what we're trying to achieve. I, I think that we don't know what we don't know when we get into business ownership. We don't realize it's going to consume so much of our time. Yeah. Um, were you deliberate about starting and stopping your day at certain points when you first started out? Yeah, I mean, I I knew that I needed to get certain key activities accomplished within a time frame. So I think because I prioritized my family over pretty much everything else, I sometimes like I remember when um, my daughter 
was little and I used to go to work um, during like the evening. So I'd go to work all day and then I'd be home for my boys off the bus in the afternoon. And then I'd go back to work in the evening, just bringing my infant daughter with me because I knew I would be more productive in the office rather than in my home office. So I guess, um, you know, I just learned that my, the entire canvas, which is my life was open and I needed to fit in these key activities and I needed to prioritize my time according to my priority. So, um, you know, somehow it all worked. I got everything done and, um, and I also think that it, in the end, benefited my kids, too, because they grew up with a strong appreciation for work doesn't run your life. But if you want like an A-plus life, you need to have an A-plus work life, too. You need to do the work. And I love that definition, A-plus. If you want an A-plus life, you need an A-plus work life. And you know what you need is A-plus productivity. And sometimes I think as business owners... We're focused on tasks, not productive things. Mm. I see so much people want to post on social media. They want to do marketing versus sales, but yet they still have to have these conversations that exist. They really need to contact. I just recently had this conversation with somebody and she's like, hey, what do you think? I'm going to run this LinkedIn campaign to attorneys. That's who I, I, I get business from. I, I'm going to hire a company to do that. And I said, okay. Um, what about all the attorneys you you had work with last year? Have you talked to them recently? And she just smiled. She just smiled. And I, she knew right away that she wasn't building relationships with existing people that she already had in her database. People, it's so much, this, we're, we're ingrained to just go after this new stuff and not pay attention to what's important. Are we really just being busy or are we being productive? Mm. Has productivity always been on your mind? Yes. I mean, I, I think, you know, when, when you plan to accomplish a lot, you have to figure out early on, you know, how to get away from being busy and how to focus on being productive. Um, and, the, and as you said, there's a big difference. You know, you can network until you're blue in the face, but if your network, if your net is a mile wide and an inch deep, you really haven't gotten very far. You know, you need to be able to develop all of those leads and make sure that, you know, you're spending the right amount of time um, pursuing quality and not just quantity. Um, and in my, um, in my career, one of the, I think it was like, it was a while back, 2009, 2010, somewhere in there. I um, was actually recognized by Inc. Magazine and Forbes Magazine and the Wall Street Journal because at that time I was focused on productivity, like long before people were working remotely or anything like that, and trying to come up with employee evaluations that focused on what my you know, kind of KPIs for that person were and how were they achieving them. And we'd also look at personal development and professional development that would, you know, kind of embrace the whole person because I wanted everyone to kind of 
think about productivity versus activity activity yeah you know you mentioned something if you're if you're networking if you're you know your network is a mile wide but an inch deep it's not really doing much and it made me think geez you know if you throw the net but don't do the work you're not actually networking yeah very good if you throw the net yeah. but don't do the work you're not networking and so many times i see people to go to an event and they're like hey here's my 60 second pitch here's my elevated pitch here's what i do and there's 30 40 50 people on that zoom call or in the room and they don't do anything after the event and so it's not productive right they literally just bought a lottery ticket that's all they did that's not productive yeah, yeah like i mean my my undergraduate is um was in um uh communications and there's a big difference between an advertising impression and like actually educating or bringing the full message to fruition you know you your your message can be out there and kind of like a blip on the screen but you really aren't going to facilitate any action unless you educate the person and they truly know you know what's a useful referral for you you know what are you looking for what are they looking for i always try to to um kind of do like a my my perception is that if i can help other people what comes around goes around and ultimately i will end up you know winning as well so i'm always thinking about well who's a good referral for you matt ward how can i how can i use my network to leverage them to get good leads to you and then in the meantime we learn how each other works and and how it can be a win-win absolutely yeah now you mentioned uh, before that you are an avid business book reader mm -hmm. i love that uh book title drop that you said earlier yeah um but one question i like to ask all my guests is if there's one book that the the listener or the viewer could read today and get their hands on what would that game-changing book be yeah <laughs> um that's a good one. Um, it's it's not it's not the it, it's a very classic answer, but I tend to be a kind of classic, um, you know, fundamentals person. I think um, making friends and influencing people, and also um, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly yeah. Effective People. Um, those are are my favorites that I've read over and over and over and over yeah so how to win friends and influence people is number one yeah and number two is seven habits of highly effective i actually did a workshop uh stephen covey workshop on uh seven habits and and one of the best things i learned from that was changing the paradigm mm. um, changing changing the dialogue and shifting it from a different perspective to have a conversation that was one thing and then the other thing was be begin with the end in mind that literally i probably use that quote every day as a business broker because the people who are the most successful in selling their business are the ones that have already begun with the end in mind like they've they've put in place you know the the procedures the um, metrics 
the financial, clean financials, because they're always, you know, seeking that in the end, they want to have clean financials. They want to be able to um, explain through a number narrative how the business is doing, where it's been, you know, and, and all of those things. So I literally get more mileage out of that beginning with the end in mind than any other business quote under the sun. It's 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 interesting that you mentioned that because early on when I read the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, I realized right away that I didn't want to own the business forever and I was eventually going to sell the business. I didn't have anybody to give the business to sort of an inheritance type of thing and that I would sell the business. And so I immediately started realizing that I needed to have positioned the company for sale whenever that would happen. And, and I started in year three doing that, but didn't sell it until year 16. And so everything was cleaner that way and as it turned out i began with the end in mind the funny thing is as i didn't do the stephen covey training until year 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. so so interesting how all of that kind of uh, plays a, a part in in just the systems and process in a business so super super good now business owners alike doesn't matter the industry are dealing with software on a regular basis You've dealt with so many different um, businesses of your of your own. You've owned many businesses. You've sold them. You've moved on, and you're helping people buy and sell businesses. What software would be game changing for small businesses? Any type of software um, that's important, at least from your perspective. Um, I think these days, and a lot of it depends on the particular business, but I think. Um, Certainly a very robust financial accounting software is key. You need to have reports on a timely basis. You need to have, you know, all of your accounting very clean and easy to understand. So I, I mean, QuickBooks is the go-to for most small businesses and, um, and I am very, you know, like even when I'm selling businesses, sometimes because the owner may not know how to run QuickBooks, I'll go in and run my own reports on their QuickBooks system because it's so universal and it's so easy to do. And anyway, it doesn't have to be QuickBooks. There used to be others like Peachtree and other accounting software. I personally prefer QuickBooks. And I think the other piece is a good CRM, um, you know, just being able to follow up on things that, you know, seamlessly integrates into your email and all of your lead flow and your pipeline. Um, I would invest in a good CRM system and try not to get something that is too sophisticated for your needs because you won't use it. Um, so you need to really give some thought to that, but have a good CRM system. I have been famously quoted by myself <laughs> <laughs> that the best CRM to use is the one that you actually use. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah and and you qu can, yeah. Quite a few people on this podcast have also mentioned QuickBooks as well. So, I mean, uh, in the comments, let us know, do you use QuickBooks? And what CRM are you using? We want to carry on the conversation there. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I think the challenge with uh, CRMs, I, I just had a, a conversation with somebody this morning about, I said, what CRM do you use? And they said, well, I have one. I just don't use it, you know? 
And I think we all fall off the bandwagon from time to time. We got to get back on and get get it jump started. I'm guilty of that as well. But building those systems and process, I, I think people misunderstand or 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 don't seem to see the connection between a CRM and the profitability of a company. And there's a link there. It's just Absolutely. hard to tie it together for a lot of people. I, I, I would imagine any good business that you've sold for a decent amount of money has a CRM in it, yes? Um, I, I Honestly, I have to say no, um, but would they have been better if they had a CRM? Yes. Um, because sometimes like a lot of the businesses that I sell, like are businesses that have been in existence for the last 20 or 30 years. And maybe the owner just keeps on, you know, using systems that have worked for them. But I think a CRM would certainly have made their lives easier. There you go. Want to sell your business for more money, make more profit on it. Get a good quality CRM. There you go. Aaron, uh, I know you're a huge networker. That's how we connected. Thank you for sharing your insight on this podcast. How can the folks get a hold of you if they want to learn more about your services, just network, or just frankly want to talk to you about the podcast or, or, you know, buying and selling a business? um, How can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you? Probably the best way is LinkedIn, um, Aaron O'Leary, MBA on LinkedIn. Um, I'm a certified M&A advisor and I do, you know, keep up with LinkedIn. So yeah, just reach out to me there. That All would right, be LinkedIn. Great. We'll make sure we put the LinkedIn profile right in the show notes. If you're listening on podcast, make sure you check out the show notes on the website and also on YouTube. We'll, we'll put it in the description so that it'll link over to LinkedIn. You can connect with Aaron over there and don't try to uh, uh, pitch slap her. We're not going to accept that. You just a, a straight up connection and just have a conversation. Don't try and sell her something. We're not going to put up with that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the Mass Business Podcast. Listeners, if you have not already, please like um, on your favorite podcast uh, app. Um, please give us a five-star review for Aaron's episode. And uh, make sure you like and share and comment over on the YouTube channel. We're on all the social platforms, so find us over there. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to us. Uh, you can find me at matt at breakthrough-champion.com. And just reach out. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you about being a guest on the show. Uh, we've had some great guests uh, this season so far and really happy to have you here, Aaron. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Matt. Nice Don't forget to, to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Feeling all right. High five the world. 
you feel what I'm telling you. 